Hello, and welcome to The Link Podcast, the industry's link to learn, innovate, news, and knowledge in global supply chain intelligence, hosted by food logistics and supply and demand chain executive. We cover everything from transportation and warehousing trends and new technologies to food safety and sustainability, anything really impacting today's supply chains. My name is Brielle Jekyll, the managing editor here, and you are listening to a special episode to celebrate some of the winners of our Pro Snow Award. You can hear all about some of the brightest and most innovative executives making moves in the supply chain today and hear about their backgrounds, their expertise, and insight on the industry. So let's link into that conversation now. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am here with two wonderful people from Four Kites. We have two winners of our Pros to Know Award. I'm here with Glenn Kepke, who is the General Manager of Network Collaboration at Four Kites, and Raj Attell, who is the Vice President of Industry Strategy at Four Kites as well. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having us. So I wanted to get to know you guys a little bit. Can you kind of just uh, introduce yourself uh, and tell us a little bit about your journey to get to this current stage in your career? Sure. Happy to uh, go first. So this is Glenn here. And so I have been in logistics and supply chain for uh, 20 years. So grew up in the U.S., uh, but had a, a brief stint in my early life in the Middle East uh, my family was part of the oil business. And so always had a aspiration to work in an international company and was fortunate to work for a large uh, transportation provider uh, that was U.S.-based and grew up in an operational role, moving freight uh, around the U.S. and helping manage our customers, drive cost savings, and learning how transportation works from the ground up. And that experience and that organization gave me an opportunity to move overseas and help start a business in Europe uh, focused on TMS deployment, so transportation management systems for large, complex global shippers, and helped build an office from you know one person to more than 100 people uh, across the European market uh, in two different office locations, and was very fortunate to travel the world. So I went to over 50 different countries, helping to deploy transportation solutions and working with dock workers to shipping departments to procurement to chief supply chain officers. And so I would summarize my career in logistics and supply chain is one that is, you know, been very hands-on, very fortunate to work with different cultures, uh, different languages, uh, different business practices, and drive towards, you know, common goals that are generally through cost savings, performance improvement, and creating transparency to networks. And so now living in you know Chicago area with three kids and learning every day. I love hearing uh, when people work from the ground up because you really get a feel for the entire industry and it, it, it kind of gives you a greater perspective. Raj, how about you? Yeah, um, good morning, uh, Raj Patel. Uh, I've been in supply chain now uh, going on 25 plus years. I started my career um, initially in technology, implementing manugistics, uh, you know, TMS and uh, then Manhattan WMS. So similar to what Glenn was saying, started ground up in the understanding both warehousing and, and transportation. 
And then from there, moved into consulting, worked with Accenture for about four years. Um, I spent the bulk of my career at, at UPS, 11 to 12 years, um, seven on the supply chain solution side and four in um, kind of a strategy role in competitive and market intelligence. And then from there, I spent the, you know, the next four years in retail, uh, two at Home Depot and uh, two at Williams-Sonoma, more on the e-commerce, transportation, customer experience side, last mile. And then uh, two years at XPL Logistics, where I was able to take my background in 3PL and in technology and consulting and work with customers on how we move big and bulky for the last mile. And then most recently, prior to, um, to Four Kites, I was a senior director of global 3PL industry strategy for Blue Yonder, where I was able to help um, you know, companies look at their end-to-end supply chain and how, how to digitally transform and what digital transformation can do for them. And then especially in the 3PL market, and then now most recently here at, at Four Kites. So, um, you know, background is mostly in technology, but uh, I've ran a warehouse, I ran a transportation dock, I've, I've done inbound, outbound. So uh, I've, I've got to learn firsthand, um, you know, the experience that they have. And I'm um, I reside here in Atlanta. I've got uh, two daughters who both play basketball and uh, love coaching their team. So that's that's my background. Wow, so you're very well-versed as well. Yes, uh, you know, kind of one of those things. Uh, so if you look at my uh, <laughs> my LinkedIn handle or sorry, even my Twitter handle, I call myself the supply chain doctor. And people are <laughs> like, why? I was like, because I can dissect the supply chain into whether it's planning, whether it's execution, whether it's returns. Whether it's, you know, spare part logistics, I mean, kind of touched on a lot of verticals, um, you know, so throughout my career. So, well, we know that you're very, you're both very well versed in the industry now, but before you got into it, uh, what did you know about the industry and what, what drew you to it? We can start with Glenn again. So I knew pretty much nothing. Uh, I was straight out of university and I assumed every manufacturer or retailer owned all their own trucks. And I remember, you know, one of my first days on the job, someone explained to me the U.S. trucking market and this whole concept of what an owner operator was. And, you know, my mind was blown. I assumed these were just major companies that had trucks. And uh, from that moment, I have never looked, you know, at a road trip uh, the same where uh, as you drive down the road and you see trucks driving by or you're driving by them, I always look at, you know, is it a reefer? Is it a van? Uh, does it have, um, uh, what license plate is it? Uh, is it a small company? Is it a medium company? And so for me, I knew nothing about the industry. Uh, I had a friend that was uh, working in brokerage sales and transportation and was able to get me an in, in interview uh, for a large 3PL. And, you know, I'll never forget in the interview, the, uh, the HR person asked, like, do you really want to go into sales? And I said, well, no, but, you know, I just wanted to learn about the company. And she had said, well, we have this new concept uh, called a transportation management center where we're going to help manage logistics for a, a large soup manufacturer. And I was definitely interested. And, you know, the rest is, is history. But coming into it from university, I had no idea what logistics was. I had no idea what supply chain was. You know, at the time, uh, so the term supply chain didn't exist at our school. Uh, I think it was operations management was uh, what the old supply chain was. And I remember a professor distinctly talking about, you know, logistics and manufacturing and process in one of our classes. And there was a couple hundred kids in the class and he asked, well, how many people are actually ma- majoring 
in operations management and one person raised their hand. So, you know, from when I graduated in, in 2002 to now, uh, the world has changed. Supply chain has, has immensely changed. And also the amount of talent that is well-trained coming from universities uh, into the professional world has trained is uh, tremendously grown over the last 20 years. Absolutely. That's, that's very true. And now even more so, you know, the last few years as people realize this is an essential business. Uh, now, Raj, how about you? Uh, yeah. My, so my road is very different than, than Glenn's. Um, believe it or not, I, you know, in the seventies, I grew up, um, you know, my parents were in the hotel industry. So I actually rented my first hotel room uh, to a guest when I was like seven years old. Right. So people either assumed I was going to go into business or uh, as my dad would say, he wanted me to be a doctor, right? So I went to school. My first two years at the University of Tennessee, I was pre-med. Uh, believe it or not, I actually passed uh, organic chemistry. And then I got a chance to do a uh, fellowship program at the Fort Sanders Hospital where I got to see a bypass surgery. That was the first time in my life I realized that, hey, I can't stand blood, right? I mean, I literally had to sit in, in an operating room for four to five hours. You couldn't leave. Uh, they wouldn't let me out. So then I said, man, I can't be a doctor if I can't stand blood. So then I said, hey, do I go to pharmacy? Do I go to radiology? And then I'm just like, you know what? My background is business. So um, I kind of, uh, you know, poked around at uh, other um, offerings at the university and actually ran into the professor who was leading supply chain at the time, Dr. Mary Holcomb. And she said, hey, you know, supply chain lets you utilize your business background, but it also involves similar engineering and, you know, kind of things that are very interesting. Oh, and by the way, our school is ranked top three in the country, right? At that time, it was us, Penn State and a Michigan state. So I was like, let me try it out. Took supply chain one-on-one, fell in love with it. Um, maybe had to do what we had to, we played the beer game. And I'm sure a lot of you guys have know that from, from back in the days, but fell in love with it and have, haven't looked back. Uh, when I graduated, uh, my mentor at the time, Dr. Langley and, and Dr. Oakham basically said, you need three things. You need to know technology. You need to know, need to know consulting and you need to know operations uh, to in supply chain to be successful. And I think that's what I try to do over the last 25 years to make sure I got those three buckets covered. And uh, that's, uh, that's what's got me here. Well, I love both your stories, um, but I want to switch gears to more present day because we know a lot is going on in the supply chain right now and in the world in general. Can you give us a little insight on what you and your team has been doing in the past year or two years to help shape the global supply chain and keep it going through all this disruption? So I'll maybe comment first and let Raj uh, fill in any, any blanks. But from a Forkites perspective, you know, our position in the market is creating uh, complete transparency and visibility to the end-to-end -end supply chain. So from raw materials all the way through deliveries, uh, to end consumer is helping create transparency as to where goods are at any point in the supply chain, uh, helping eliminate waste. Uh, waste can be freight costs, it can be detention, uh, it can be waiting time. And also from a sustainability impa uh, impact is making a, a more carbon friendly uh, world for all of us to live in. And so our customers range from the Fortune 500 to Fortune 2000 companies. Uh, multinational companies with operations all around the world. And when you look back to the last year, there have been plenty of disruptions, unfortunately. I think for, for those that have been in supply chain, uh, it has been a very stressful two years uh, from those that were on the front lines through COVID to uh, strikes, to weather events, to a current war that's going on in Ukraine. Uh, it has been a very trying time 
uh, for many folks to stay up with the demand. And you know, I think one of the bright spots of Forkites is being able to help ease the workload and impact and create intelligence and action for people in a world where they were used to spreadsheets and having to pick up the phone and email to try and chase information down. And so, you know, we are a very rich uh, information provider and the world needs that, uh, whether it's through, you know, shippers, receivers, retailers, consumers, press and journalists. Uh, there is this world of, of constantly expecting more data and insights in real time. And so for us, that has definitely kept us busy the last year. What would you say, Raj? Uh, yeah, I would agree 100% with what Glenn said. Um, and the only additional thought I would have is, you know, providing that visibility to our customers is, is definitely very important. But then helping the customer determine upstream in your supply chain, what do you do with this information, right? So the example, classic example I always use is, hey, you know your container is going to be four days late. Um, let's say it's coming from China or Europe into Port of Savannah. And it's going to serve as two dis distribution centers, Atlanta and, and Orlando. Just knowing it's four days late, I mean, what are you going to do differently? I, I can tell you it's four days late, but then helping the customer say, okay, there are other things I can do within the supply chain. Maybe I take inventory out from another distribution center, backfill Atlanta and Orlando, and when the shipment comes in, backfill that DC that, that actually, you know, uh, forward filled uh, the two that needed the demand. So taking those insights and making them actionable and making other supply chain decisions based on the data that Forkites can provide to you across all the modes. So knowing what you guys know now, if you could talk to your younger self, what advice would you give yourself? I have a, you know, I have a, a quote that I, I live by. And I think when you're you know, a younger self, and you, at least for me, I didn't know what I wanted to do professionally. I had some ideas, but uh, you know, the job market was tough, but there's a quote that I've, I've always lived by that's, you know, really stuck with me, which is uh, obstacles are put in front of you to see if you really want something or you just thought you did. And, you know, whether it's personal life, whether it's professional life, we all face trying times. And one of the reasons why I've always loved this quote is it's a good reminder to yourself of, you know, is this something I kind of thought I wanted or if I truly do, right? And you're going to you know spend the extra effort and it's okay to try different things, Right. We all go through life and we learn and, and we correct um, ourselves from there. So, you know, if there's one piece of advice I'd give to myself as a young child is embrace it, try it and, and stick with it. Right. There's times where uh, you learn during that uh, experience and those uh, those experiences will pay itself forward and will also help build relationships with people that you never thought you'd become friends with or peers with uh, in the world. I love that. Um, Raj, what would you say? Uh, you know what, mine, I'm, I'm going to keep it pretty simple, is just have fun along along the ride. And what I mean by that, not to say I haven't, right, but uh, early on in my career, I was very, you know, career focused, career oriented. Um, and maybe I didn't, you know, take time to, to, to have that fun. And I'm actually doing it now. But, um, you know, if I could tell my younger self, try, try different things. And I have, right? I, I'm an entrepreneur on the side of uh, built up my businesses. I've sold them. So I've tried a lot of different things, um, but I just wouldn't say I've, I've had fun along the way. So that's what I would, I would give my, uh, my younger self an advice. Uh, and then the other thing, um, the one thing that I've always in my mind, right. And I told you the story earlier, Hey, a doctor, or should I went into the hotel industry or should I have done something else? 
uh, Robert Frost's uh, poem always, if I, I said, if I ever wrote a book, I'd, I'd put that in there, two roads diverge and I picked the one less traveled. Um, you know, I always think to myself, what happened if I continued to and became a doctor? Or what happened if I went down the hotel route and, and owned hotels? And, you know, I obviously selected this route. So telling my younger self that, you know, hey, you should have tried some of the other doors maybe early on, but uh, I'm kind of happy with what, what the door I selected or the road I selected. Absolutely. So what are your goals for your future self? So for myself, it's, I'd say two things. Uh, one is learn something new every day. Uh, pretty simple, but uh, you know, you have to give yourself a constant reminder. And then second is teach someone something new some uh, every day. Right. And, you know, we're afforded an amazing opportunity to work with very complex global companies, have awesome partnerships and, to be a steward of supply chain is helping educate and teach others, uh, whether it's a customer, whether it's a colleague, whether it's a friend, but just enriching others and explaining as to what's going on in the world. And if we can all do that on a daily basis, uh, we would live in a, a very fascinating planet. Mm-hmm. And Raj? Uh, I think Glenn took my notes, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think uh, the first one I've, I have is grow every day. And that goes back to what Glenn said of learning, right? I'm, I'm constantly growing, uh, whether I learn something from a customer or from my kids when they get back from school, but continuously growing. And I think that kind of ties with learning. Uh, the second one is, is mentoring and passing on, um, you know, not just personal anecdotal things that you've learned in life, but just from a supply chain perspective, right? I just talked to one of my professors yesterday uh, at University of Tennessee and saying, hey, how can I give back to the university that gave me so much in my in my career? Um, also, you know, the last one is is, is the community service, um, working in the communities that I serve in, um, you know, serving on boards where I can give my time and some financial aid and then give some career advice. So um, that are some of my goals that I want to continue on over, you know, the, the next 10, 15, 20 years. Uh, but from a you know career perspective, obviously you know continue to to grow with four kites, um, and then from a family perspective is is obviously you know helping to instill, especially in this day and age, which is very hard to do, some of the values um, you know that I grew up with to be able to instill that in, in both of my daughters. Uh, I, I think that would be a measurement of my success as I as I get older and look back and um, see how they've turned out. What would your hopes be for the supply chain in the future as a whole? Raj, we can start with you. So uh, Glenn doesn't steal your thoughts again. Uh, yeah, I think um, as a whole is, and we've talked about this for 20, 25 plus years, um, you know, the whole breaking of the silos. It, it still bugs me when you look at or you talk to companies and you tell them, if I gave you this information, what would you do with it? And, you know, if you're in a room with C-Level, the, the CEO would look at, hey, uh, you know, the the COO and say, what would we do with that information? And, you know, even at the C-level, they don't really know how the information is flowing across an organization. So I think breaking of silos, and what I mean by that is, you know, when you plan to purchase X, you should know if your warehouse can, can accommodate warehousing it and cross-docking it and send it out. You should know that your transportation can you know, be able to ship it out and final mile and so forth. And you should be able to know that you can handle the returns. I think if you look at a lot of major enterprises, even still, they, they operate in silos. They have technologies that are in silo. So being able to, 
maybe one day get to that future autonomous supply chain. Um, you know, that's what I'm hoping for, for the supply chain where, you know, I don't want to say machines are making decisions all the time, robotics, AI, ML, but they are giving you the blueprint. And then humans are looking at that blueprint saying, yes, yes, yes. Doesn't make sense or validating. And then that blueprint or that roadmap is executed on a hourly, weekly, um, you know, monthly basis and so forth. So that's my, that's my goal for the supply chain. And how about you, Glenn? I would summarize it as having everyone hyper-focused on a frictionless supply chain. I think we as operators every day deal with so much friction. And if we were all passionately focused on creating a true frictionless supply chain, whether it's robots, whether it's artificial intelligence, whether it's still human involved, is how do we make all of our lives easier and all of our lives focused on that? And so I would love to see a, a frictionless supply chain by the time I retire. And with that, guys, how do you feel being named? Um, what does it feel like to be named one of our pros to know winner? Glenn, you can go. It's exciting. It's uh, obviously from a personal recognition standpoint, it's a very exciting, you know, feeling, very emotional. And, you know, I think for me, I've always been very team oriented. So uh, I would say, you know, this recognition is deserved for everyone that's helped get to where, uh, help me get to where I am. Uh, but also just as a, a payback to the industry of, you know, I'm always willing to help educate, support, uh, ideate with others that are out there. So for those that have a passion to learn supply chain or to collaborate about supply chain, I'd love to get together in the future and continue to enrich ourselves. That's great. And Raj? Uh, for me, I, I definitely would say, you know, it's very humbling, right? To, to be recognized uh, with other peers, um, you know, that are pros to know in the industry. So definitely humbling. Um, I would say I couldn't be here without the prior company and the people who help, you know, teach and mentor me along the way. So the, you know, the companies of UPS, Home Depot, Williams-Sonoma, Blue Yonder, and, and now uh, Four Kites. I mean, you know, tremendous uh, recognition goes to the, the folks in those companies that were either uh, my peers or, or my mentors or my bosses. Um, you know, I, I've learned a lot along the way. So, um, you know, being recognized obviously is recognizing them in the company that, that gave me the opportunity to learn and grow and, and advance my career. So uh, excited and humbled um, to be recognized. Well, congratulations, you two. Thank you so much for coming on and giving us your insight today. Uh, we really hope to look uh, to, to your insight in the future. And thanks for everything you do in the supply chain. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. All right. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and tune in every Tuesday for our episodes of Link by Food Logistics and Supply and Demand Chain Executive. If you like what you hear, be sure to give us a thumbs up or a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Jacob Riel for more of what's happening in the supply chain. And do not forget to hit subscribe on the Spotify, Apple, and Google Playlist app so you never miss an episode.